This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Talking now with Dr. Mark Westfall with psychology of politics and Dr. Samuel Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Well, or uh, Samuetta, whichever. <laughs> Either way. Dr. Davis, I, I've been called a lot worse. Okay, okay. Well, I, I promise I will never get your name wrong yeah, again because I'm going to go with Dr. Can. Davis. You know, you'll go on to live an almost normal life. <laughs> almost. Almost. Um, all right, so we want to talk about the party system, right? You had a question right. about this? Well, yeah, my question for Dr. Davis was, uh, you know, what your opinion is about our basically two-party system. I took mm-hmm. a course several years ago about uh, plural America and literature on plural America. And, the, you know, the idea that we get into this idea that there's this and there's this, and there aren't a lot of other viable options politically in our country. Certainly there are other parties, but they don't seem real um, when you when it comes right. time to vote in November. What do, you, what do you make of our system of two parties? It, it reflects our culture, and, and we are essentially uh, a, a two-party culture, and we've built a political structure around it. Suppose, for example, we have a, a congressional race, and uh, you have three parties, right? Uh, and one party gets 45% of the vote. This is a November election. That candidate gets 45, the, 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 the Dem gets 45, the Republican gets 40, and the Libertarian gets 17. The Libertarian can't win. Right. Period. We, we have single-member districts. Now, suppose instead of having seven congressional elections in Alabama, we have seven mm-hmm. congressional sure. states. Sure. Yeah. Um, we had proportional representation. Right? Right. And in that case, you'd have seven votes at large. Yeah. You with me? And so in that case, you might have a situation where you are um, uh, four to one. Right. The, the yeah. Dem would get four seats. The Democratic Party would get four seats. The Republican Party would get two. And no then libertarians. that Libertarian would get one. Right. So there'd be some but representation. But the structure we have built yeah. makes it nearly impossible for a third party to win. And what what's real interesting is if you look at Europe, where we've seen multi-party systems all over the place, particularly in France and in Italy, what they're doing now is while they have half a dozen viable parties, what they're doing now is that a voter knows that once elected, there's a coalition that will be formed, mm-hmm. and they are moving toward a two-party system. Mm-hmm. Because the fraction and the fractiousness that comes when you have lots of different parties getting elected makes it nearly impossible to govern. Now, that that uh, that doesn't satisfy us when we know there are multiple points of view. Right. But those points of view are not going to be heard under the structure that we have built. It just feels like it, to me, it feels often like it's an oversimplification of, right. you know, and, and, and it aids this polarization well, that seems problematic. That's what's we, happened, right, is, is that the two parties... Two-party system worked for a long time, right. but it's getting more and more polarized. Yeah. Is that so, so, so what have we said? We've said right. that in primaries, yeah. you get the most strident voters on left and right. They serve us up choices 
that make almost no sense to us. And the candidates play to those Exactly, extremes. because that's, right. how, they that's how they get nominated. That's oh, how they yeah, get right. nominated. Oh, absolutely. And and the media exploit those differences. Yeah. Um, I saw this morning uh, that uh, Ted Cruz had said in a speech, in a very Shakespearean way. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. You know, that uh, you've ever listened, really listened uh-huh. to this guy. Yeah. And today we will move to a new America where the times will be great. America is at her best when she's on her back. Oh, boy. Well, everybody went crazy. Twitter went crazy. Morning Joe went crazy. Uh, and so we get, that's the kind of stuff we get. What does you know? that even mean? Well, they, you know, they took it as a kind of uh, sexual or risque kind of comment, that's about the which only thing did it did not mean. But, but what could it mean? But, even? but yeah, uh, yeah. America's on her back. And okay. America's a woman, right? There you go, so, sure. So um, what I think in terms of party structure right now, what yeah. I think is happening, I think we are on the verge of a kind of realignment that we haven't seen for a while. Political scientists talk about realignments all the time. The New Deal was the first one that we re- – well, there was historically others, but, I mean, in modern right. times, the New Deal really changed the game. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and maybe um, the Reagan Revolution with the with Reagan Democrats that mm-hmm. changed the game. What's going on now, I think, is um, uh, and and we're seeing it in this election. So I just don't know whether we can whether we, whether it's everywhere or whether we're going to see it in Senate and House and other elections. Is is a, a kind of white working class party on one side. And um, a suburban business, but perhaps also s- series of minorities on the other side. Now that doesn't bode well for the working class vote, and maybe some of those minority folks who are working class belong to unions are fed up. You know, the the, the yo, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. Kind of point of view. Yeah, will be in this other party. Uh, I think that's really out there right now. And it, it, you know, it would suggest to me that that upper middle class white suburbanites who have been attracted to the Republican Party may move yeah. toward the Democrats, and that those old fashioned Reagan Democrats who came back to the party may leave it again and head toward the Republican side. Donald Trump, of course, is playing on that. Bernie Sanders is, in a way, sure, yeah. Uh, he's not going to be nominated, I don't think, and I do think Trump is, by the way. But but um, if that occurs, it, it is a real interesting thing as a, from a point of view of political scientists. It's also kind of a scary thing as just a normal American. Sure, is it, is it big? En- is it a big enough fracture within the parties to actually affect the two party system, or is it just going to kind of resettle what the two parties represent? Or in four years or eight years, are we going to be having the same extreme polarization? I mean, are you saying that there may be some realignment enough that the polarization will move back towards center? No, no, not no. at all. It's going uh, the and, other and way. Here's our problem. So will that? Will that? My, it seems to me it gets more polarized at some point. What could bring it back? Both parties back towards center and some center and have some. Rationale behind it. Is Armageddon, there any, any force? Uh, Nick Nick Saban. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean could a could a leader do it? 
can, well, can the right leader the do that? Our leadership okay. now. We know how to be effective in getting elected. We know what buttons to push. You know, if I'm if I'm running for some, uh, as a Republican, I am not going to spend a whole lot of money uh, over in North Birmingham on advertising. No. We know what the what the targeting mechanisms are are, and we also know the kinds of messages that work. And 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 given that, uh, the name of the game for politicians is to win. And if you combine that with the sort of ennui that many many politicians have. There's a guy named Harold Laswell, a very famous political scientist, who said you like this. Politicians are people who displace private motives on public objects. Hmm. Displace private motives on public objects. Uh, It's not to say that they're all nuts, but that they have a sense of uh, they have to be out there in order to get some kind of approval. Yeah. Some kind of applause, you know. What was it, uh, Douglas Adams, I think, who said anyone who's capable of having himself made president should under no circumstances be allowed to hold that position. Well, and it does raise interesting questions about the way our system works and who are oh, the and, leaders. And I, I was telling Mark earlier, there are a series of psychoanalytic studies of important leaders from Woodrow Wilson, yeah. which is the, the landmark one, to uh, Martin Luther, not mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, um, to um, Nixon and to uh, um, uh, Gandhi and, uh, of course, Hitler and Stalin. And That's a pretty interesting like group, a lot of disparity between some yeah, of those leaders. But, but yeah. the common factor is mm-hmm. is that they all had significant psychoanalytic issues to resolve. Yeah. And they resolved them in the public square, for the most part, right. both good and bad, depending mm-hmm. On, on your point of view, I, well, maybe not on your point. Good and <laughs> yeah. bad. I think we'll Let's agree. just go ahead and say it. We'll yeah. agree Hitler that's was right. bad, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and, um, uh, and this sort of ego-driven behavior mm-hmm. leads to an awful lot of um, bad communication between the leader and the, and the followers he or she seeks to attract yeah. you know that, that's one view of leadership another is you know the, the 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 transformational guy or woman who says i am interested in eliciting from you mm. higher order values you believe in justice and 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 the good life and all of these things together it's not transactional i'm not worried about your salary what we want to be worried about is is, is america and its future those guys don't win right <laughs> you know what what wins is appealing to my baser in, instincts. A demagogue, basically, I and mean, that's this, well, the thing. And, with and Trump. that creates the kind of polarization. Yeah. Well, interesting, you bring that up. The um, uh, there's a book by Jonathan Lehrer, who's a uh, neuroscientist, and talks about how we decide. Yeah. How we as individuals not decide a political race, although that's part of it. How we make decisions, and he talks about the emotional part of the brain. And the cognitive or thinking part of the brain and how ultimately when you boil it down, you make a lot of decisions based on emotion. And so that's what you and see. Intuition. The, that's in which yeah, which is in the emotional realm. And so you you see the politicians going toward where the emotion is because that's what people vote by. I mean, you don't really hear a lot of substance. Yeah. You don't really I mean, most people voting don't know the full platform of most of the people that most of the people they're voting for. And they're going for their emotion. And so 
the media drives that because emotion also brings you to the television. It drives you to, yeah. to engage. Um, well, and I think that's what, and we've talked about this on the show before with you, Dr. Westfall, is I, you know, a problem that I have <clears throat> with the polarization also of media and with, you know, cable news networks and all of that, you know, to me seems to be so destructive to any sort of meaningful con- conversation because I think people get, you know, sort of align themselves with this network or that mm-hmm. and then they're fed, you know, whatever that network is providing and making millions of dollars at the same time. And and we lose a, a discussion in the middle that's reasonable. We don't get that as much anymore. At least that's the way I perceive that. Well, you, you can't. Uh, and uh, if you you know just look at any nightly news program, yeah, it is roughly twelve to thirteen minutes of news, and then they're going to tell me uh, how I can deal with my incontinence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and which thank heavens because health, that is the health a stories yeah. the uh, cancer we cured cancer today but maybe we didn't you know yeah and then uh, and then some other feel good story toward the end uh, and even, that's the best we can do but even local the, news local news is is not is nine minutes at best but yeah. even the news stories are all sensational they don't really talk substance they they throw a couple of headlines or a couple mm-hmm. of emotional grabbing comments and and or when they have guests they try to stir up controversy as opposing to really having a discussion yeah in, in my opinion in, yeah. in in a talk show format and all of that yeah, yeah. sure and and then i i teach a media class and uh they had to um, um listen to or watch a bunch of cable shows and i said well how do you pick and choose what you know what what makes sense to you what is the most accurate and so on and they said we don't know. We have to. You have to watch a bunch. I said, well, what about watching the the news hour, yeah. right? And so we put on a clip of uh, the news hour on whatever the big issue was uh, at that time. And even I was glazing over. <laughs> you know what? Let me. I know we need to go to break, but I just want to say this real quick. Since you mentioned news hour, I've always said that you know that the news hour on PBS is the most reliable source of actual information because you have to make a pot of coffee at the beginning to be able to get through the end of it. You can tell they are not trying to make money by entertaining. Exactly. That's, and that's I think people not. are glazing yeah. over right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Dr. Natalie Davis from Birmingham Southern College and Dr. Mark Westfall. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs> 